Hey everybody, this is the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm clearly not Nathan, this is Evan, and with me today is... Matt, also not Nathan. Yeah, I was going to say I banned Nathan to watch Lord of the Rings. Um, he's not allowed on the podcast until he sees it, but Matt's here, so I guess... I am I, here. Yeah, so anyway, Nathan couldn't make it tonight. So we're going to uh, cobble together this shit show and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. How, how's everything going, Matt? Like personally? I mean... <laughs> Wait. Yeah, that's right. We don't talk about our personal lives here. Like, personally, um, I mean, I'm all right. Are you, are you all right? Yeah, man. Doing doing okay. All um, right. Just eating some red beans and rice, you know? Yeah, we're having, to kind of, we're having to kind of rush this, listeners, because uh, Nathan is uh, recovering from being swashbuckled from Mardi Gras. <laughs> and... Uh, I had to work late, and my mother-in-law's birthday is today, so we're going to a, a get-together. So yeah, a lot going on here, but uh, what are we covering today? Oh man, it was a big week um, last weekend in tech sports, and also this upcoming week is pretty huge. So this is a big episode, but uh, we'll do our best without our without our sort of guiding you know, lead man, Nathan. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, starting out with, with hoops as we normally do this time of year, it wasn't as great of a weekend as we hoped. Um, no, a little disappointing. Yeah, the Bulldogs lost their third home conference game of the season, which is something that doesn't typically happen. Um, they were able to bounce back against UTSA on Saturday, but UTSA is real bad, so that's not really that impressive. Um, I'll go ahead and give our quick recap here of the UTEP game. It got off to a weird start with the Bulldogs actually jumping out to an 8-2 lead off of three-point makes from Keeson Willis and Junior Lofton. That's right, the second possession of the game, I think, was a Junior Lofton three-pointer, so kind of weird. Um, that opening stretch was really the only impressive offense from Tech the whole night. At halftime, the score was 29-28 to after a sort of back-and-forth affair in the first half. Uh, the second half opened with Kobe making a layup to take the lead 30 to 29. Then Tech didn't score from the field for another three and a half minutes. Um, luckily, though, UTEP had a dry spell of their own of nearly five minutes um, there early in the second half. So I'm going to fast forward to a huge two-handed dunk by Junior with about six minutes left in the game, which gave Tech a 46 to 45 lead. At the three-minute mark, Tech had extended that lead up to four but unfortunately they decided not to make any more shots from the field until the last possible second. So looking at the play chart, starting with two minutes and 16 seconds left, UTEP makes a point or uh, makes a bucket to take a lead 54 to 53 tech misses a three UTEP makes a two tech misses a three UTEP makes a two. So now all of a sudden with 30 seconds left in the game, um, when it kind of felt like tech had, you know, taken control a little bit, with 30 seconds left, UTEP's up five. Tech then makes two free throws and then fouls. UTEP only makes one. Then Tech returns down the court and makes two free throws. And then Sully Boom makes UTEP's uh, two free throws at the other end to take a four-point lead with 14 seconds left, which feels like it's over. But then Kobe makes a bank shot desperation three with five <laughs> seconds left in the game. Another foul. And Tech's down three with a chance to tie it at the buzzer, but Keiston Willis misses it. It rims out. Tech falls 63-60 to 60 to UTEP at home on Thursday night. Yeah, uh, we did not pick, I did not pick Tech to lose this game. It no, certainly, a, certainly not. Um, incredibly disappointing to see the final score to this one. I, I mean, you talk about dry runs, and I feel like that's been a problem the last uh, 
Yeah, uh, it's been a problem games. all season. Yeah, I mean, but it's really – I don't remember the last time Tech lost three home games, let alone three home conference games. Uh, might have right. to go back a little ways to figure figure that one out, but it sucks. And uh, I just – I'm glad they didn't go totally winless because had they lost to UTSA, I oh. probably would have considered resigning from GTPDD <laughs> because the mission will have failed because they went and died. Um, right, right. So, but losing to UTEP still – Pretty pretty sour taste in the mouth, but uh, besides just the dry spells, uh, what really went wrong here? Yeah, I mean, really, Tech played just awful the whole night. Obviously, you lose at home, but UTEP's not bad. We talked about it last week. They've they've won, you know, I think nine out of their last eleven games or something like that in conference play. So they've been on a little bit of a run. Um, but Tech shot thirty four percent from the field. Yeah, that's gave up like sixteen that. turnovers and only hit fifty five percent of their free throws. And it still ended up being close. Yeah, ridiculous. and we still had a chance to tie it at the buzzer, which is crazy. It's ridiculous. And including like in the second half, our game plan was to work inside and make UTEP foul us, and they were fouling us. We got to the line quite a bit, but we only hit thirteen of our twenty six foul shots. Yeah, that's... in uh in the second half when, you know, when it's a close game and, you know, God, if you make even close to your season average of like whatever it is now, 70% or something like that, you're winning this game by five, six points. Yeah. Well, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's really frustrating. I said in our chat um, after this game that it feels like we're not a great team, obviously, but it's just, it's really frustrating because we have been a great team at times, but we're just good. And that's just how we are this year. If we get middle. hot in the conference tournament, we could still make it to the dance, but I don't know I if feel, that's going to happen. I feel as though hopes are kind of dwindling on that front. Yeah. Uh, losing double-A battery at the beginning of the season really sucked. Yeah. Uh, so it, a lot of what-ifs, and I'm not sure if he's a senior. Uh, I mean, I don't really recall what uh, what year he is, but I would hope he'd be able to come back given the injury. And Crawford, is that who you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, he's he'll be back. Um, I believe this is his... Actually, only his sophomore season, which is crazy. But, um, yeah, but when you're missing he may that even spark, get a medical red shirt. Yeah, when you're missing that spark, mm. um, I mean, it yeah. kind of sucks. I mean, one man can't do it on his own. And it's nice to see Keeson heat up. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about some crazy numbers he put up in the second game. Yeah, uh, for sure. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but what really sucks is that there will be a lot of what ifs. But if if Junior decides to stay one more year, and goodness gracious, I hope he does, uh, and can. Get Crawford back, be healthy. That and the fact that all the teams that were originally slated, well, not all of them, but most of them that were slated to leave in a couple of years or leaving over the summer, uh, might make it easier for Tech to run the table in Conference USA next year. Mm-hmm. But uh, nonetheless, the UTEP game didn't go super duper well. Um, but the yeah. second game did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll just do my, this may be the shortest recap we've ever done on this show, but um, here's the UTSA recap. Instead of giving you the whole game here, I'm just going to tell you all you need to know with one line of the play chart, the final line of the play chart. With one second left in the game, a defensive rebound by Ben Ponder. There you go. Yeah, that's really all you need to know. That tells you everything you need to know. Tech rolled, the freshman walk-on gets on the court with one minute left and enters the stat sheet with a rebound. Um, So yeah, I mean, Tech won this game 95-71. to really just dominated UTSA the entire way. Scoring they, almost 100 points in college yeah. basketball is absurd. In conference play, too. I mean, yeah. just... And and we honestly, we took our foot off the gas with, you know, three, four minutes left in the game. You I know, stop so. 
stopped pushing the uh the pace so this easily could could have been a hundred point performance you know had we not uh had we not slowed down and you know got some guys down on the bench some minutes but uh yeah you mentioned keiston willis do you have his stat line pulled up in front of you so keiston willis uh stat line borderline pornographic here but i'll go ahead and say it uh only 28 minutes played 10 of 14 from the field, 8 of 12 from three-point land, 30 mm-hmm. points. Yeah, 8 of 12. Apparently, uh, I saw Kane McGuire tweet out that the Tech record is 9. Or maybe that was, I think it was La Tech Sports Central, actually. So if he had hit one more, he would have tied the all-time yeah. record for for three-pointers in one game. Yeah, he had a hellacious game. and 10 of 14 from the field, 8 of 12 from three-point land. Didn't really impress otherwise. Just a couple of boards and one assist, but... Really, his job is to uh, nail the three-point buckets, and he did a hell of a job. And we've been waiting yeah, for uh, some crazy performances like this. He's had a couple of others. I don't think anything that matched close to this. And he, uh, we, need, we need a lot more of that. I think technically he's still a freshman, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I know he I'm played not a year. Sure. Maybe a sophomore. He played a year at Incarnate Word, but mm-hmm. I don't know how the – how the yeah, rules either, work now with the but either way he's he he still has a lot of room for improvement and he's he's really shown uh with this last performance that what he's capable of but 30 points i don't know if that's a season high for a tech player but it's got to be pretty damn close uh lofton had 36 at one point i think in yeah, that the, north carolina state or the santa clara game maybe but yeah. speaking of speaking of junior he had a kind of a like didn't you really know, play a mediocre big night for him only eight yeah. points and six boards but he also had six assists and those eight points were on six shots attempted from the field. So he only attempted six shots and had six assists. So I think it was clear early on that Lofton was going to be the inside decoy and that we were going to let our shooter shoot. And it worked in this game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Did you see his dunk that he had? Yeah, I did. It was uh, obscene. (laughs) Talk about borderline pornographic. Yeah. (laughs) Obscene beyond anything. Uh, hysterical too i i believe yeah, he got that it beat is. up for it and i was just like i don't even care give him give him three <laughs> yeah, just... at that, yeah at that point <laughs> at that point in the game it was pretty much over but it uh i mean it was over when the tip-off started but uh yeah yeah that lofton was that was i mean that's really all he had to do and games like that where they can ease ease his load because he's had to carry a lot of it this season yeah it works for me and if you I mean, can yeah, play that decoy role we won it. by 24 points and yeah. Lofton only had eight points. Like that's, that's crazy. Yeah. And I think his, uh, if I, I've got, I've got it up right in front of me. Lofton only played 19 minutes, which is the equivalent of one half. Yeah. Uh, so and he I, wasn't in foul trouble or anything, was he? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I've got it right here. He, uh, he had three fouls. Yeah. So, so I'm not sure where not those like, were in the game. Maybe that's part of it, but like still. Well, maybe, that, but still to not play basically didn't the need entire him. half. Yeah, no, you didn't. And or you didn't a, need him to play his normal role. Obviously, six assists is a no. lot of assists for the big man, right? So Yeah, but um, he's so good at those outlet passes. Yep. He's, oh, yeah. I mean, he's super duper gifted. He Honestly, if if his teammates would make more of their wide open shots, he would be getting assists like that every all every the time. Game, yeah, I, I know. But I mean, he's a he's a hell of a player. And yeah. I'm really, really the place for Louisiana Tech. I just, with the way things have gone, I just really hope he comes back next year and Crawford's healthy and maybe can make a little bit more noise than we're making now. But uh, it was for a sure. fun. And it was it was a fun game to watch, uh, simply because Willis was prime Reggie Miller out there. <laughs> so I that was fun. But 
but Lofton still had his moment, like we've been talking about, that crazy dunk, which has mm-hmm. become part of the GTPDD lore now, a hysterical image. And I mean, he's, he's basically hanging like perpendicular or parallel yes, to the ground. Yes, I mean, parallel to the ground. Um, <laughs> perpendicular would have been and his head's like upside parallel down looking fun. up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. That was fantastic. But uh, I was really encouraged by what I saw out of Keystone and yeah, had a lot, had a lot of ups and downs that young man has. So it was nice for him to finally uh, really go. I think he's had a couple of others where he really caught on, but he's definitely scored 20 a couple times, but yeah. he hadn't hit 30 as a tech player yet. And no, this, I believe he had one game or a couple games at incarnate word that were a little better, like 34 points or sure. something like that. But, but the level um, the, the playing field is a lot different here yeah, and for sure. But it was super, super encouraging to see him uh, tear it up as much as he did. It was a, it was really, really great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, after this kind of mixed bag of a week, you know, tech has fallen four pl- or five places in Ken Palm down to 99th and um, nine places in Massey down to 113th. But, you know, the thing that we're kind of we've got our eyes on is that second seed in the West Division, right? Because then you yes. get to play, you get that buy, you get the buy and you also you wouldn't have to play the one seed in the West Division until the finals. So yeah. you wouldn't have to play North Texas a third time until the finals. It, you know, if you make it that far also, you really want to be the two seed because it's probably going to be North Texas tech and UAB are going to be one, two, three, probably yeah. North Texas in first, but one and three are on the same side of the bracket. So if you can get off that side, that's the goal. <laughs> don't yeah. be with, don't be with either North Texas or UAB be with everyone else in the conference. So yeah. tech is currently tied for second in the West division. I guess UAB lost another game and actually still controls their own path to that number two seed. Um, we'd need a lot of help to take the one seed North Texas is 13 and one and we're 10 and four. Yeah, so I've, I've given that dream up. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's going to happen, but the two seed really is within reach. The problem is we still have to play at UAB at North Texas and at rice. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be, tough. it's going to be tough. But yeah, I mean, speaking of those games this week, we we play two of those. We start out at Rice on Thursday, 7 p.m. on Central or no, 7 p.m. Central on Stadium. There we go. On Tech Central. On, yeah, on t- Central. It's a new state. It's a new uh, channel. Tech takes on the Rice Owls for the second time this season. The first one was back in the Tech in January. Tech won 80 to 63. Um, Rice is 14 and 12 overall on the season and has dropped four straight conference games. So they're um And those were tough great. games, I think, but they've been kind of all over the map, even more frustrating than tech has been. Um, they beat UAB at one point this season. I know that they did. Yeah. Right before they played us, they beat UAB. But yeah, last time we faced off with Rice, they really just could not buy a shot to save their lives. I mean, they, they shot 33% from the field. Tech shot 48.5%. Tech only gave up six turnovers in that game. And we had Lofton, Kobe, AAA, and Keiston all scoring in double digits. For Rice to win this time, they will have to shoot the basketball better, obviously. You're not going to win many games shooting 33%. But they actually are very good offensively. They're 39th best in overall effective field goal percentage. So whatever Tech did last time to to cool them off, that's what we're going to need. Um in this game to to win one on the road uh matt do you have any players that you're keeping your eyes on here 
yeah, player of the game to watch. I'm going back with a fiddler on the roof here, or Fiedler. Ah, uh, there you go. Uh, still picking up uh, quite a few. He's kind of top in several things here. He's tops and rebounds, tops and assists somehow. <laughs> but he's averaging almost eight rebounds a game, which is not too far nice. off the mark from uh, from Lofton. So he's uh, not bad. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, stick with him. Same, uh, same. I think yeah, the same player I picked last time. Uh, we played Rice, so. Yeah, I'm not sure who I picked last time, but I'm going to go with uh, with Carl Pierre. He's there three. He plays a shooting forward position, and he's pretty streaky shooting three-pointers. Sure. In our previous matchup, he went one for nine from beyond the arc. Um, so he was trying to hit him. And again, they're, they're not bad at shooting threes, but he did not have it that night, and he kept trying. But he has had games with six, seven, and eight made three-pointers this season. So he can be very dangerous if he gets going. And we've seen Tech struggle with outside perimeter shooting at times this season. So I'm going to go ahead and pick him as my player to watch. Good old Carl double name Pierre. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with the double name, man? Nothing, nothing's wrong with that. Um, yeah, you're del- at least you're not triple. <laughs> true. Um, so let's go into our predictions here. We've got Massey saying that Tech has a 59% chance to win and will win 77 to 74. And Ken Palm, uh, which which puts uh, Rice as the number 211th team in the country, gives us a 64% chance and has a similar score, 79-75. What about you, Matt? What do you have? I, I think that uh, I think that that, um, that prediction of 74-77 sounds fairly good. I mean, obviously, we want to beat the shit out of them, but I think that I think that conservatively speaking. Uh, I I would agree with that 77 74 in favor of Tech. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty tough for me to pick against Tech in this game just because uh Rice has gone kind of cold. They haven't won a conference game since February 3rd against UTSA, which again, not that impressive. They haven't beat a team outside of UTSA and Southern Miss in conference since Old Dominion on January 20th. So, it's I don't know, it's kind of hard to pick them and Tech has been really good on the road so far this season. Hopefully that stands the rest of the season because we've got to play UAB and uh, North Texas on the road here. So I'm going to go ahead and say they take care of business Thursday night down in Houston. And yeah, maybe maybe like 83 to 80, I'll say. So a little higher scoring than the predictions. But I think Tech pulls it off. I sure hope so. Yep. So after that, uh, and maybe... I mean, maybe it would be smart to pick against Tech because they might be overlooking Rice in favor of this huge matchup with North Texas on Saturday. Um, 3 p.m. on Stadium, again, both games on Stadium, um, or at the Super Pit in Denton, where I think I'll probably be. I'm going to try to go. North Texas is one of the hottest teams in the country, having won 12 straight games. They are a defensive powerhouse who has not allowed their opponent to score more than 60 points well, they've only allowed it once since January 15th. Luckily, that one opponent was Tech on January 29th. Unluckily, we lost that game by, uh, I believe, one or two points because of a late three-pointer by Tyler Perry. I think it was two points we lost by. Yeah, that was uh, unfortunate. <laughs> Very unfortunate, yeah. So uh, North Texas is a slow team. They love to play slow, bleed the clock. They're the 358th team ranked in terms of how long their possessions take. So they will hold the ball till the end of the clock. They want to keep scores low. 
personally my conspiracy theory is that they want to be down by two points with three seconds left so that they can hit a dagger three-pointer to win (laughs) um which they actually did to uh uab on the road last weekend huge matchup north texas hits a three-pointer with three seconds left to win the game same guy that did it to us tyler perry our last game with them was back and forth the whole way Lofton was very effective. He had 10 points. I believe he had double-digit rebounds, or t- 10 points. He had 20 points and double-digit rebounds. Um, but we'll need better shooting from the rest of the team to come out on top in this game. Matt, do you have a player to watch here? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, for a player to watch, uh, I think this is the same guy I picked last time, um, Thomas Bell. Mm. Uh, I, I really, really believe that rebounding is the key to any team winning a, a basketball game, and uh, he's really, I don't think with that, I've seen a single matchup so far this season where anyone's gotten close to Lofton. This is no exception, uh, but still all it takes is one game for them to out rebound him. And then we're in the hole. Yeah. And I think last time tech did a great job attacking both him and, um, their five Abu Uzman who, uh, both had four fouls for a lot of that game, but I gotta, I mean, I've mentioned his name already like three times, so I'm going yeah. with Tyler Perry. Um, he didn't do much in the game with tech last time. He, I think he had 10 points, but he only went two for nine from the field. Unfortunately, one of those two was the game winner. Yeah. Um, it was a little, a little unfortunate. And last week they beat UAB 58 to 57, I think. And he had 25 of North Texas's 58 points. So oh. he is a very good, um, he's their point guard and he can absolutely take over games when he needs to. So, um, and you know, against us last time, he, he only needed to take over the game for the last five seconds and that was enough. So yeah, uh, that's my player to watch. And as far as the predictions on this game, Ken Palm ranks North Texas 40th in the nation. So that's, that's really good. They're starting to get votes in the AP poll. Um, Ken Palm gives tech a 23% chance to win and predicts an eight point loss, 67 to 59. Massey, who's not as high on North Texas, uh, they put him at 65th. So they give us a 26% chance to win and a 66 to 60 loss. Uh, what do you think, Matt? Oh, Tech's gonna lose. I, 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 I don't, I don't see any other way around it. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout, but I think a six to eight point loss is, is fair. I'm not gonna make a final score prediction. Uh, well, fuck it, I will. I think, uh, I think 52 to 60. 52 to 60. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, another really, really low scoring game. Um, personally, I don't see anything in North Texas's play that suggests that they'll score 67 points on tech. Um, I don't think they want to score 67 points on tech. I think they want to score 58 and win 58 to 57, or, you know, they want to score 63 and have tech at 62. Right. So they haven't, I mean, they've scored 67 points a few times, but they've only touched 70 once in conference play. No, twice in conference play. So they're not going to score a lot of points. It's really tough to predict this game. North Texas is hot and tech has been so like hot and cold, right? But we have not played a team that's this level of hot, even going back to the UAB game before. I mean, Man, it, it's tough to see it being more than a two or three point loss, though. So I'm going to say it comes down to 30 seconds left in the game and North Texas is up by two. And the question is, is somebody on tech going to step up and hit the three pointer this time? Right. We saw Keiston Willis miss one at the buzzer 
to tie UTEP last week. He had a good look. He just missed it, right? We've seen mm. we've seen Triple A miss a three pointer against UAB at the end of the game. Do we have someone on the team who can step up and hit that three pointer at the buzzer to win the game? I think we have a chance, but I think the ball's going to rim out. I don't even know who's going to take the shot, but we well, don't have that guy <laughs> on the team that's going to step up and be like, "Give me the ball. I'm going to hit this three pointer to win the game." So I think we lose. I'll say Lofton. 59, 57. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh my if god! He, if you jump for a dunk behind the three point line and make it, is that a three pointer? <laughs> should be. It should. Yeah. It absolutely should be. Um, but I think Tech's going to lose fifty nine to fifty seven with a missed game winning three pointer at the end, which sucks. But yeah, it is what it is. It's not great. All right, so cool transition this is harder than i than i give nathan credit for i guess but uh, i don't have a transition to baseball but we're going to talk baseball now because the baseball yeah there you go that was a great film it wasn't but uh it was but the bulls very funny movie but the diamond dogs are great or at least started off have started off very great yeah absolutely um tech opens the 2022 campaign after all the hype after all the you know, the magic of the 2021 season, what is this team going to look like without Bates and without um, Wells? You know, the two All-Americans, um, mostly known for their offense. And really, they come out and they had a really strong performance against a decent, at least, Wichita State program, uh, sweeping them in three games. So I'll just go through real quick some of the highlights from the weekend. Game one on Friday night, Wichita opened with a three-run lead in the fourth inning, but George Corona answered right away in the bottom of the inning with a three-run homer. Another run in the fifth and a three-run seventh gave Tech a 7-3 to victory on opening night. Tech pitchers Jonathan Fincher and Cade Gibson each struck out seven, so 14 total strikeouts in the game, and walked zero. Uh, that's what you call pretty good. Yeah, not no bad. walks. Um but game two did not start out that way. By the time one out had been recorded by uh, by Tech pitching, there were two walks already. So not quite as uh, efficient there. Wichita took advantage of that and put up three runs in the top of the first inning. Tech had runners on base throughout the throughout the early innings, but didn't score until the third. Um, and then Ryan Jennings got pulled in the fourth inning, and I believe his first name is Jackson Lancaster came in. Um, and immediately got out of a bases loaded jam to keep the score three to one. But by the seventh, Lancaster ran out of steam and gave up three runs on three hits. Wichita was up six to one, but luckily their true freshman pitcher was out of gas and got pulled. And so Tech immediately started going to work on their um, on their relievers. The first two pitches after their uh, freshman pitcher got pulled in the seventh were a double and an RBI single. Tech slowly chipped away at that lead throughout the seventh and then a rally train induced wild pitch tied the score six to six after the seventh inning then kyle krigger made his first appearance as tech's closer this season um and man yeah <laughs> did, did you see how I did yeah i mean just amazing stuff from him uh two innings pitch and four strikeouts with no hits allowed just masterful from from him as a uh, in his first real action as a closer uh, this season, 
he was uh he was picked as like Conference USA. I don't know if it was Player of the Week or something yeah, of the pitcher, week. And pitcher of the Week. Yep. I know it got a lot of flack from Southern Miss fans. Uh, well, because apparently they had a reliever come in or someone come in that pitched incredibly well, albeit against uh, what I consider to be inferior competition. But still, so Krieger came in and shut it down. Like I said. In the eighth, an RBI from Matulia would end up being the game winner, and McConnell added a two-run home run for insurance purposes, giving Tech a 9-6 to victory. Um, the third game started out with a solo home run from Phil Matulia in the uh, first inning. Wichita answered that with a run of their own as Worf struggled to find uh, control of his pitches. He was putting a lot of them in the dirt. Um, some more wild pitches and a two RBI single from McConnell allowed tech to score three in the third inning to take a four to one lead. Greg Martinez then came in, uh, the hero of game two against Southern Miss last year, uh, came in to relieve Worf in the fifth with the bases loaded. He did end up giving up the two runs that are credited to Worf, but tech added an RBI from Adarius Myers in the bottom of the frame. Um, and then Kruger came in again, hence why he won pitcher of the week because he had two save performances he gave up a couple hits and a walk but a huge throw to the plate from phil matulia from left field kept the score five to three tech that ignited the fire in krigger who struck out the final two batters of the eighth and then only allowed one runner on base in the ninth and uh you know so again really great stuff from krigger he i mean that last batter was just swinging at air he had no (laughs) idea what he was doing it was great to watch yeah it's a great start. Uh, I remember last season Tech starting off really well, and uh, I, I hope that we're I hope that we're on the on the track to not only see a similar season to last year, but an even better one. Yeah, I mean, we saw last week that some um, some publications are picking Tech as a potential Omaha team, and like that's insane to yeah, see. Yeah, is pretty um, insane. I don't, I don't, I know, I I don't think I picked them to make it there, but. I really don't care I mean, if they do make it there. I'll be I'll be elated. Oh give yeah. Me... <laughs> oh, we will be there. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. That's well, what will happen. Easy drive for me. Yeah. Uh, we'll fly so... to Kansas City and and ride the rest yeah. of the way to Omaha. The three hour drive. It's exactly three hours. And just listen to pump it up on repeat for three and three hours and twenty minutes or whatever. I'm not sure. Say. I'm not sure I can do that. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's exactly three hours and one minute. Okay. My three doorstep, hours and one minute. Okay. From my doorstep to the CWS. Oh Stadium. man, what a three hours and one minute it would be. Yes, um, and I'm not, I can't listen to Pump It Up for three hours and one minute, but we, uh, <laughs> I don't know, um, we'll see. Yeah, so, I mean, really good stuff from Tech this weekend. Anytime you can sweep any opponent, let alone a quality opponent like Wichita State, who might be in the hunt for their conference, the American Athletic Conference, later uh, this season, we don't know, but, I mean. It'll look good for us if they are. Please, yeah, go run the table, Wichita. We're your biggest fans now. Yes, um, I I wish that series would have been up here. I could have made the the three hour drive and made a weekend out of it. Could have stayed with our buddy who lives down there, but alas, uh, great start there. So who's coming up next? Yeah, so up next, and again, this is a huge week uh, for Tech Athletics. We talked about basketball um, already on Wednesday night at six p.m. on ESPN Plus or in Ruston. At the Love Shack, we've got the Louisiana State University Tigers coming in for a one-off midweek game. Um, it's been, I think I saw 25 years since LSU has come to Ruston to play baseball. 
Um, hopefully stuff like this can continue happening. And I saw Lane Burroughs said, you know, for this to be considered a rivalry, we've got to win some of these. So we're going to, we're going to go, we're going for the win, right? We want to win this game. Um, hope so. <laughs> um, you know, it looks like Cade Gibson is going to get the start. He pitched on Friday in relief of Je- of uh, Fincher. But apparently after last season, when he came in in relief against LSU and kind of the, you know, the, uh, the wheels fell off while he was on the mound. Um, and, you know, Tech ended up losing, I think, 16 to seven in that game. You know, after having a lead, he has been like on this revenge tour saying like, coach, you got to give me the ball when we play LSU. Like he's had this literally circled on his calendar. Like as he's working out, he's like looking at the calendar, you know? Yeah. It's like Rocky uh, four. Instead yeah. of grabbing the photo of Drago or Drago. <laughs> he grabs a photo of the LSU baseball team. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, there is rain predicted in the forecast. So, I mean, this game's supposed to happen tomorrow night as we record. So hopefully this game actually happens. And if not tomorrow, hopefully they can figure out a way to get it in later yeah. in the season. But let's I just sure. hope for tomorrow. I sure hope so. Uh, LSU coming to Love Shack is really cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're going to, it would break attendance records. I think even with rain and cold, it's supposed to be like, you know, in the forties and raining. So not great baseball weather, but man, yeah. Imagine 72 in clear skies. Yeah. Yeah. Sheesh. Ideal, uh, but I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure whether we'll keep too many people away. Yeah. LSU is a coming in as a top 10 team in pretty much every preseason poll. And they opened their season by sweeping uh, their opponent, but their opponent was Maine. Um, they My destroyed God. them in all three games. Um, not sure if you're familiar with Maine, but the, uh, the state, yeah, it's it's real cold up there. So I don't know if those guys have gotten on a baseball diamond at all until they showed up in Baton Rouge and got like steamrolled by 20 runs I, and stuff like that. So I hope they got paid handsomely because that's a long trip. Yeah. Um, and college baseball is weird that way where the Northern teams have to come down and, and play in the South and just accept whichever opponent will take them, you know, but this is the same main that tech played back in 2020. We put up 64 runs on them in a four game series. So one of the games I think was like a 26 to three or something like that victory. So man, I hope they're getting paid a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so LSU having swept Maine is three and zero under their new head coach Jay Johnson, who came to the Tigers from Arizona State, and he said that his lineup's going to be pretty fluid in the early going of the season. He wants to figure out, you know, which guys are clutch in in certain moments, and um, there are a few guys that will definitely start. One of them is Cade Doty, who batted five seventy one and had twelve oh. RBIs in their opening oh. series. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, twelve RBIs. Dude's um, playing on fucking rookie mode. Yeah. Uh, Cole McConnell for tech had six RBIs. So, you know, pretty, pretty good. But uh, of course, you know, LSU put up 51 runs in three games. So uh, their ridiculous hitting numbers are pretty much to be expected. I think this game is going to come down to can tech pitching, keep their cool and, you know, face off with this great hitting team. I think LSU has got three all Americans in their starting lineup, which is pretty crazy considering you only have nine players in your starting lineup one um, third of the team yeah just just one third you know yeah, no big deal um lsu you know very good team i've seen them ranked as high as second in some of these polls so anyway um huge game in rustin you know can't overstate that enough if you're in the area go out go. you know 
buy buy a rain jacket like you'll be fine you'll you'll warm up right but um i think one other thing to be stated from that opening weekend you know i saw a tweet of the top 25 attendance over the course of the weekend and tech was on that list tech was number 20 in the nation in terms of the total attendance and the average attendance per game um you know we averaged pretty much a sellout like 2200 people per game and that's amazing right imagine what it'll be if we beat lsu at home (laughs) like imagine what this two lane series coming up this weekend what the attendance numbers will be so i don't know if they have a way to count people just like watching from the top of wiley tower with binoculars but (laughs) if we ever get to a level where people are so desperate to watch the tech bat baseball team play that they scaffold wiley with binoculars (laughs) then i know that this that truly something special is happening right uh or they could just do a tech thing and beat lsu and then get swept by Tulane. oh of course get swept uh, like 15 to nothing all three games yes okay if i asked you how much the cheapest ticket on stubhub for louisiana tech versus lsu what would you guess the cheapest ticket on stubhub is right now two dollars 165 dollars. my god <laughs> for, a, for a tech sporting event yeah, that's insane. I don't. Uh... There are also two row H home plate chairbacks, five hundred dollars each. That just seems a little outrageous. Yeah, and I, I did see somebody on the forum said that they were gonna post their tickets for seven hundred and fifty bucks because they want to go. But if somebody's willing to pay that much for them, then they can watch <laughs> from home. And I was like, damn. I mean, like that's that's enterprising right there, good sir. Oh, yeah. But, um, if tech, if tech ever gets to a point where they can. Stub up tickets for events are going for 750 bucks. I'm all in. It's free for students, isn't it? Um, so student tickets are limited though, because they're, they're on the right field berm and there's only a certain amount of room out there. So I think you had to like get in and request like right as they open. And I think they sold out immediately. So yeah, it doesn't surprise Um, me. There's a lot of fair, there's a lot of people going to tech that uh, would rather support LSU. So yeah, I mean, I'm just hoping that it's a, it's a home crowd, right? That's what I'm hoping. I would, um, I, I'm not going to get my hopes up there. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, I guess. ESPN Plus, uh, 6 p.m. Um, I will be listening on the radio as I drive down to Austin tomorrow. But um, what do you is think that, happens in this game, Matt? Normally is we don't game do... tomorrow? Yeah, it's tomorrow night, uh, 6 p.m. Well, I'll be able to watch. Nice. Unless we get busy at work. I hope we don't get busy at work. Now that I've said that, we will. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, um, so we normally don't do predictions for like individual baseball games, but I feel like this one is kind of a big deal uh, so what, what do you think do we pull it off no um <laughs> we don't but i'd like to think it would be more competitive this time around so i'm gonna say 10-6 in favor of lsu okay okay 10-6 i mean there's just something about the shack man something about that love shack i think we're gonna pull it off i think we'll win it's probably gonna be high scoring game because lsu's gonna score so if we're gonna win we're gonna have to score too uh i'll say Nine to eight, walk off bottom of the ninth. Jesus. We get it done. My um, God. And, and I'll give it to, let's see. I'm going to give it to uh, to Phil Matulia, the walk off hero. Um, Fucking of, scenes, uh, man, if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Um, it's going to make the Lake Placid in 1980 look like a joke. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Then we'll Al get swept Michaels, by Tulane. Yes. Al Michaels flies in for the call <laughs> instead of Dave Nitz. It'll just be Al Michaels. <laughs> Al Michaels is like, what am I doing here? I'm supposed to be at the Olympics. No, yeah, we, I need had a lay- 
I don't see Tech winning, but I'd like to think it'll be competitive. So yeah, yeah I, that, that 10-6 score fills. And also, I mean, losing this game isn't it's the not, end not of the, the world. No, either. not even it, close. Not even it just close, feels yeah. like a, a moment where to win this game would be so huge, right? We're already building uh, all this momentum. We're already, you know, people are starting to care. We so, we've basically sold out season tickets, which is insane to me still. It but, is, and it, it really feels like all this is still a dream because yeah. – uh, I, I know Tech had a fair season when Greg Goff was the coach, uh, like five or six years ago. It's been a while. Uh, had a fair season, but I don't even think they won. I, I don't really remember what the end result was of that season. But in the 10 plus years that I've supported Louisiana Tech Athletics, no one gave a shit about the baseball team. It was almost completely irrelevant. I'm not even sure that they could have attracted more than a couple of hundred people uh, to come to the games. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But yeah, I'm not sure about that window you're talking about where, you know, where Goff had Goff, the team in a regional in 2016, I believe. Must have been um, it. So they, but, they had I mean, I used season. to go I used to go sit just out at the tables behind left field yeah, and you lived you lived right there. <laughs> yeah, I I lived right there. It was amazing. So I would just go sit down there while I, you know, did homework or whatever. And I mean, the team wasn't particularly good at that time, but it was, I could have just as easily gone and sat in the stadium and done homework and no one would have bothered me, you know? So let's go ahead and uh, preview Tulane real quick. So tech will move on from this LSU game, win or loss, and we'll have three games to play over the weekend um, against Tulane at home again. My God, a lot of home games opening up. Yeah. And we played Tulane on the road last year um, early in the season and we swept them which was pretty good. And everyone said like, Oh, it's not the two lane of old, but this year's two lanes picked second in the American athletic conference, uh, which is a very good baseball conference. East Carolina's picked to win the league and two lanes picked second. And they actually did finish second in the league last year. You know, that year that tech swept them. So <laughs> that is, uh, you know, a pretty good, pretty good place for them to be. And a very good place for us to beat them again, if we can pull it off this year. So um, they placed, four players looks like on the all-conference team including their uh pitcher tyler hoffman their catcher bennett lee their second baseman chase Engelhard, and their designated hitter luis aviles and they are also coming off of an opening season sweep with uh umass lowell coming to town and getting uh beat by a combined score of 27 to 7 over the three games so again another kind of like okay cool you beat umass lowell like <laughs> yeah. nice i guess Not lol yeah yeah umass <laughs> lol um lol. they they, <laughs> they play nichols state on wednesday night um at nichols and then head up to ruston so um it'll be very interesting to see you know it's really too early in the season for me to like go through and if nathan were here i'm sure he'd tell you like stuff about their starting rotation and that sort of thing but you know, really, the the thing to know about them is that they got hot really late at the end of last season, won 12 straight games, and made it all the way to the semifinals of the AAC tournament. Um, they ultimately did not make um, the regionals, I don't believe, but Crazy. you know, it'll it'll be interesting to uh, to see if they're back on the way up. You know, we you know Rice and Tulane used to be national championship winners when they were both in Conference USA. And they're both kind of down now, but it only takes, as we see with tech, it only takes, you know, a couple years of momentum and you can get right back in the swing of things. Yeah. And I just, 
I just really, really want to win the conference title. I, I, I cannot emphasize that enough. All right. So now that we've kind of covered basketball and baseball, let's go ahead and talk about what the various lady texters did this week. Um, I'll start out with the softball texters who opened their home season uh, with a game against Northwestern State on Wednesday night, which they lost three to two. So kind of sucks, you know, open up the season under a new coach at home with the loss. So not great. Uh, Then on Saturday, the not great run continued with a uh, seven to nothing lead over Tulsa in the top of the seventh inning that became an eight to seven loss. Um, there are only seven innings in softball, so not, not great to not lose. great at all. It was, yeah. uh, not great. Yep. Definitely not. Uh, followed that one up with a, an extra innings loss to Sam Houston state four to two. So, uh, just not the textures week to start out with, but on Sunday they got revenge, beat Tulsa three to two and then beat Sam Houston five to nothing. So, uh, ended the week on a high note. Hopefully they can continue um that play moving forward when they take on let's see oh god uh they take on the university of saint thomas oh, uh, yes. which when we first recorded this 10 minutes ago we were very concerned about where this university was from and why they're called the tommies but i guess none of you get to hear that uh <laughs> then they play portland state eastern illinois alabama and lipscomb on yeah. uh in a weekend series called the Mardi Gras Mambo. So, uh, in Youngsville, Louisiana, I, yeah, yes. Lafayette, Lafayette parish, South central Louisiana. Yeah. Uh, Full disclosure here. Matt and I tried to record this already, but our recording thing dropped out. So we're um, not that enthusiastic about doing this again. Just, uh, just imagine us being very funny because we were, we promise, uh, we weren't, Uh, over to the basketball texters. They started out their week actually really hot on the road in El Paso, winning 77 to 60 over the, I guess, lady miners. Not sure. Are they the lady miners? I don't know. They'd be other types I of mean, miners. miners can be women. They don't like, well, it, women can be miners is what you meant. What did I say? Miners can be women. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? I guess I, not. It's just kind of it's odd. a weird way to phrase it. I'll give you that. But, uh, yeah. Keanu Walker led the led the way for the Texters, obviously scoring 32 points. Um, she's she's very very good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Analar Roberson also putting up 18 points and 11 rebounds. She has had quite a few double doubles this season, uh, not having a bad year herself. So 17 point victory out there on the road, pretty good. They head to San Antonio on Saturday, and things did not go quite as well. The texter shot 29% from the field. Keanu oh. Walker uh, still led the team with 15 points, but only shot four of 13 from the field. So pretty off night for her. And uh, and Tech only scores nine points in the fourth quarter compared to UTSA's 22 points in the fourth quarter. So they came in with a, with a lead and ended losing by 10 points. So not great there either. Pain. Yeah, um, the basketball texters will take on Rice and North Texas both at home on Thursday and Saturday. Uh, Rice is on ESPN Plus, North Texas on CUSA.TV. So if you're in town for the Tulane series, you may uh, you may want to go over and check out the Lady Texters on Saturday night. Other than that, I think the uh, the only other thing we do here is uh, the tweet of the week, right? 
Yes. Do I still have that pulled up? I do not. I already tweeted it, so I can just go look at that. This week's tweet of the week goes to at Joe Matulia. I believe he is Phil Matulia's either older or younger brother. Not sure. Uh, who tweets three broom emojis and a picture, a screenshot of uh, it says you just got beat by the lane train and it's got uh, a Louisiana Tech logo superimposed on a train engine with <laughs> Lane Burroughs's face with lasers coming out of the eyes as yeah. the front of the train, you know, kind of uh, what's that? What's that show called with the trains? Thomas uh, the train. Yeah. Thomas the train style just with lasers coming out of the eyes. That's good uh, content. Yeah. It's high quality content from our, from our guy, Joe Matulia there. That's the tank engine for the record. What is that? I've been here the whole time. It's Thomas the Tank Engine. It's Thomas the Train. Oh, Thomas the Tank Engine, says Nathan, who's not even supposed to be here. <laughs> um, he's listening from the airport. Anyway, uh, good stuff from, from Phil's brother um, there. So I, I think what I do now is I just wrap up the show, right? Uh, I say that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at GoTech. Please don't die. P L S D N T D I E. Um, there and um, check out our blog gtpdd.dog where we write articles sometimes, mostly Nathan. Uh, sometimes me, even less frequently, Josh will pop in and write something. But also, we have our baseball contest going on. Be sure to get in your answers for that this week. I think the way it works is you can tweak your answers week to week. You don't have to put in new answers, but you can. Um, so check that out. Also on the website, uh, gtpdd.dog shop. You can purchase our, uh, our hats, shirts, stuff like that. We've got a February shirt of the month. That's a really cool lady of the mist with the kind of red script, uh, you know, tech baseball Jersey style. Um, and it's, it's a really, really cool shirt. So you can buy that one through the end of February next week. So I think that wraps it up. And until next time, I'm Evan. I'm Matt. I'm Josh. I'm Nathan. Yeah, there, I, was, <laughs> I was waiting for it. Um, and go tech, please don't die. Yeah, you mentioned Keiston Willis. Do you have his stat line pulled up in front of you? Uh, let me pull it up so I sound official. Is Nathan editing this? Yeah. So he'll still play a part. Supposedly. Uh, well, he's also talking. He might record a, his own epilogue, too, which I think would be cool. That way he can be a part of it. <laughs>